Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Allison Aletha. Andy is still on vacation, so I'm still going to be your host for this week. He'll be back next week. So we got a fun show lined up for next week that I'll talk about probably at the end of this episode. So look forward to that. Um, of course, I am not alone this week. I am rejoined by Judy Calder from the Gossip Zones. Say hi, Judy. Hi, glad to be here. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, really good. Really good. Looking forward to chatting. Nice. And then I also got my good pal, Catherine Endicott, here. She is one of the masterminds behind of how awesome the marathons um, turn out every year. So that's, you know, that's that's an awesome feat to take part of. I think you've been part of the admin team for a couple of years now, right, mm-hmm. Catherine? Yep. Two or three years. Sweet. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I wanted all three of us to uh, do this episode together, once again, Lulu couldn't join us, unfortunately. Um, but we are the people that played um, the DS Zelda games at the marathon this year. So I played Spirit Tracks, but you t- you guys have played Spirit Tracks in the past. And then I've also played Phantom Hourglass in the past, but you guys did Phantom Hourglass this year. So we're going to be talking about the DS games, and I figured you guys were the most qualified to chat with me about it. um also a side note i set up a i have like a new setup like desk kind of thing and the arm i got for my microphone it uh no longer fits so i am kind of looking like a dummy holding my microphone today so (laughs) this is fun my it's it's a little heavy so i feel like my hand's gonna be like cramping by the end of this so i'll just well i'll just suffer through but i got a new mic stand coming so anything is kind of wobbly or weird sounding it's that's the reason all right um so today our topic is going to be ranking the spirit tracks dungeons we're going to definitive rank it just like we've done in the past with definitively ranking dungeons however there's not a lot of dungeons in spirit tracks so if we need to like fill some time here at the end i think we're going to do a speed round of like putting the phantom hourglass dungeons in that ranking as well so we'll see how that goes um, but before we get there, um, last week, Judy and I got to chat a little bit about our thoughts of Tears of the Kingdom. So I actually wanted to get Catherine's like initial thoughts, her reactions when she saw the news. Um, what do you feel like? How do you feel about the title? Do you like it? Are you kind of meh about it? Or um, do you just absolutely love it? And then uh, how do you feel about the release date? Well, first of all, I'm glad that we don't have to call it Breath of the Wild 2 anymore. We finally have right. a title, Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. My first initial mm-hmm. thought was um, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, you've got to collect the the tears in each of those games. So I was like, well, I'm not sure how people will respond to that with the vessels and everything. That's kind of a, a low point in, in those games. But um, I was excited. Uh, I love that there's still mystery around it because the teaser trailer is really short and they just give us those quick shots of the hieroglyphs and a brief shot of, of Link um, similar to Skyloft diving off the islands down to the surface. Um, and Skyward Sword is one of my favorite Zelda games, so I'm pretty pumped. I think I think it'll tie in pretty well with, with Skyward Sword lore. Um, I'm excited. I think yes. I mean, who is? Yeah, and I think uh, the the May release date fits in well for us because it's it's a few months before the marathon, so it gives everybody time to play it before it will be debuted at the twenty twenty three Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Oh, have you guys already been in chat, like in talks about having that game at the marathon next mm-hmm. year, or have we not gotten there yet? No, we've we've already <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it would have been better for the the site if it came out earlier in the year, like how Breath of the Wild came out in March, because that gives the, mm. the guides team enough time to figure out, you know, more information before uh, everything is, is listed online. But um, yeah, we're excited. And we're, we're thinking yes, about... I'm excited um, too. We're thinking about other ideas that we can do for the original Breath of the Wild as well, so... Oh, so different mm-hmm. things than bingo. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's exciting. So yeah, if anybody ever checks out the marathon every year, that's what we do every summer. It's usually a charity event uh, for children. And it's a really fun we have all three of us have been there. Andy's been there. Um, I'm sure we'll all be there again next year. And it sounds like there's some exciting things coming for, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, but also Tears of the Kingdom for next year. So that's exciting. Okay. There is no good segue to jump from something as exciting as <laughs> <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom to definitively ranking Spirit Tracks Dungeons. But, I mean, I like this game and I like its dungeons. So I think this will be a fun topic and I'll be interested to see um, other people's, you know, rankings alongside ours um and of course you know in the past andy and i have disagreed on rankings but we usually come up with something that we can both kind of be like oh okay this is this is good this is fine we're okay with this so hopefully us as a group can come up with something a little bit like that too for sure so i think i'm gonna go in chronological order because that seems the easiest that doesn't mean that they're gonna wind up in the same ranking but as you all know, the definitive ranking is we start with number one, and well, obviously that's going to be first place, but then we go to the next game and we decide if it's going to go above or below uh, that first game that we decided, and so on and so forth until we have like a list of, um, there's six dungeons for Spirit Tracks, so one through six. So let's start with the Forest Temple. Now, Catherine and I know this as the Forest Temple, but Judy was telling us before the show started that she knows it as something totally different. Yep. Um, <laughs> in Europe, we call it the Wooded Temple. Kind of all the temples have a different name than what you guys call them. But uh, whenever I think of what you guys call them, like Forest Temple, Snow Temple, that sort of thing, it feels more Zelda-like anyway. So I'm content to go on the American side of things. But I'll let everybody know what we Europeans call them at the same time. <laughs> I just think that's so fun <laughs> that they're called something different in other places. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a fun little factoid. All right, let's start. Catherine, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the Forest Temple? Well, the Forest Temple for me is, it's okay. It's, um, Zelda always does this thing where the first easy dungeon, I'll, I'll call them easy, introductory dungeon is usually mm -hmm. always a forest-related theme dungeon. Uh, and this one is no different. You gotta, you gotta make your way through the lost woods to get there on your train. Uh, you can't make a wrong turn, or else you, you get lost, and you have to yeah. start all over. Um, I think it's a good first dungeon. It's kind of bland. It's a little simple. Um, you've got your, you've got the poison gas as part of the theme. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Woodfall, where they've got the poison water that you have mm. to clear out. And then you've got your dungeon item, which is the whirlwind that you have to use to solve your puzzles throughout, either blowing the poisonous gas away or hitting those little slugs and they turn into bombs and you have to blow those into the rocks to end up creating a new pathway, um, which those puzzles are kind of neat. There's one particular uh, room where you've got the whirlwind and you have to blow the key in the central um, area over to the ledge because there's no way to get over there. Um, mm -hmm. The Stagnox battle is fine. Uh, it gives me stink bug vibes. Do you have stink bugs in Washington or in Northern Ireland? Yeah, we do have stink okay. bugs. Yeah. No, Judy. <laughs> okay, well, you're 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 lucky because they're gross. Um, they they do stink <laughs> if you squash them, and they've got like this armored body to them. And they mm -hmm. are really bad in West Virginia, at least where where I yeah. am. And um, so Stagnox does not uh, give me fond memories whenever I see his face because I'm like, oh, God, stink bugs. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just kind of a cute little boss battle. You got to utilize your whirlwind to, for, for his weakness on the back and... And then later in the second phase, you've got to use the whirlwind for the little bomb guys to blow up into his face. So it's a it's a cute introductory dungeon, but it's not high on my favorites for this game. That makes sense. What about what about you, Judy? What do you think? I feel very similarly to Catherine. Um, it's a decent starter dungeon for this game, and um. Decent mini bosses and bosses there with Mafia and Stagnox, and I I do like the whirlwind for the item that you get, and 
I think it's more of an interesting item that you're picking up at the very start of this game rather than, you know, your standard boomerangs and that type of thing. So um, I think it picks up quite interestingly and I think it's it's going to fall into number one at this point anyway, but it's fine to go into number one <laughs> at this point as well. <laughs> I can agree with that. I mean, there's like, it's inevitable. It's going to be number one. Um, I kind of agree what you guys are saying. It's an okay dungeon. It's very, you know, it's a good introduction dungeon. It, um, you know, it kind of shows you a lot of the things that you're going to be doing with your stylus, how you're going to be using your items. Um, the enemies are okay, um, if not a bit annoying. Sometimes those mm -hmm. little bomb caterpillars can be a bit annoying, um, especially when you're trying to solve a puzzle with them. Um, sometimes they don't, you can't, they land and the way they land on the platforms is RNG. So if you want it to land in a certain spot so that you have really good aim, sometimes that doesn't happen and it could be really annoying. And it's the same in the, uh, the Stagnox fight because you have to use them to fight Stagnox. But aside from that, like the way they utilize them for puzzles and for beating the bosses is interesting and fine and unique. Um, the whirlwind item, I appreciate the whirlwind item. I think it's fun and I like the way it's utilized in the dungeon. I just wish that I didn't have to blow on my DS so much to use it. Um, it gets a little, um, I don't know, just just annoying. It's just like a chore to have to blow on my DS at this point in this game. So, you picked up a great game um, to not do that with. Uh, <laughs> so overall, like, yes, it is going to be in first place, but I don't think it's going to stay in first place for very long. It's it's okay. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. So the next one, this one is actually my favorite from the game, It's which is so weird. I, I've told Catherine this a few times because she was helping me prepare for this game for the marathon. I don't like snow areas whatsoever. Ice areas hate them. But the snow temple in this game is so much fun. Um, and it's definitely my favorite. And it'll definitely be number one on my personal list. But in the snow temple, you get the boomerang, which is like a meh item. But the way you have to use it is so cool. Like not only do you use it on flames and torches, but you also use it on ice to freeze the water. And you do you have puzzles that way. You have to traverse the uh, you know the little water portions of that temple that way. You have to push um, like blocks across the water um, that way to solve puzzles. And it's like on a time limit, so it kind of makes it a little like of a time crunch, but it's in a fun way. Um, I like the puzzle with where you're moving the bells throughout the temple to get them to the middle, and then you ring the bells to get to the next portion of the the dungeon. Um, and then you have to fight Fraz. Fraz is fun <laughs> if I was playing casually. <laughs> I like your hesitation. Uh, Fraz. <laughs> I like the idea of Fraz because Fraz is very like Twin Rova-esque where you have two different portions of Fraz. He's got fire. He's got ice. Uh, you have to hit him with fire if he's icing around. you got to hit him with ice if he's firing around. Whatever. It's fine. I like the concept of the fight. But when I'm trying to do him really fast, he's he's a struggle and um and you know sometimes like the boomerang doesn't cooperate the way you want it he doesn't cooperate the way you want him to so he can be frustrating when i'm speedrunning. but overall i really like the concept of him so for the whole temple i this is just my favorite one i feel really smart when i'm doing the puzzles and when i'm you know making the ice across the water with the boomerang it just feels really cool what do you think judy um i think it's a really great temple actually um and FYI to those who want to know, we call it the Blizzard Temple. Um, yeah, oh. the Blizzard Temple. Oh, I mean, you have to literally drive through a blizzard to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a really good temple. And oddly enough, it's w one of the more challenging temples for me um, with the whole bells and music. And it's done an awful lot of, you know, having to use your brain. You're just fighting for everything. And um. I kind of struggle with that. I'm more of a like dive in and just like slice everything type gal. So uh, <laughs> getting there was just, it was a bit more challenging for me, but it definitely was a one up on the Forest Temple, especially because of Fraz. I love elemental battles and that just really was perfect for me. Um, perfect amount of challenging and just love the whole aesthetic of it. Fair enough. What about you, Kathy? Yeah, I agree with most of the points you made, Allison. I love the bell mechanic. Um, Zelda always does well with its puzzles, but 
Zelda is also well known for its music, so if it can tie in musical puzzles, I'm all for that. So I enjoyed the bell puzzles. I like the use of the boomerang, how you can use it to make uh, ice paths for the water or to burn the snow on the ground to reveal a puzzle. Um, there was a, a there was one room where you've got the you've got to push the the bell mechanic, but you also have to use your boomerang to create the ice paths and push it across to the central room. That's one of my favorite puzzles in that temple. Um, mm-hmm. And I also agree about Fraz. He can be frustrating. Um, I'm not sure if it if he always goes a certain path where he'll be ice this time or he'll be be fire this time, but. Uh, I am on the struggle bus with him a lot, especially if you want to do it fast. Um, he tends to always crush my dreams um, when I want to get through <laughs> that battle fast. But overall, I think yeah. this dungeon is a lot better than the forest. Okay, fair enough. So I think that's an easy first place for now, um, which puts Forest Temple in the second place for now. So that makes total sense to me. Um and I'm I'm glad about that. I know I know I probably know that Snow Temple isn't going to make it in first throughout the the rest of the ranking, but I'm okay with that because I while I really like it, I know it's not the best in the game. It's just that I I have a bias. I really like it. Um. Okay. We've got the Ocean Temple next. What is the Ocean Temple called over there in Europe? It dude? is the Marine <laughs> Temple. <laughs> the Marine Temple. That's so. Like, I love it, but that's so odd at the same time. I feel like it sounds more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Blizzard, marine, woodland. Um, okay, Judy, what are your thoughts on the Ocean Temple? I love this temple. I love this temple from even, like, the journey into it. I love how you're, you know, you can dive into the ocean and, you know, travel across the tracks to get to the temple at that point. Um, I love the layout of it, everything. But my absolute favorite thing out of the whole entire temple is fight off that battle is so so cool i love like you're using your your weapon you're swinging across the gaps and you're going for his poisonous things that are coming from him and trying to avoid them and <laughs> it's just a really cool battle it actually puts me in mind a little bit of the final boss in phantom hourglass just a little bit um you know mm-hmm. how it looks and everything because you've got Final Boss Phantom Hourglass has all the goo and everything, so Phytops is like yeah. a really good reminder of that. I had that in my notes as well. Definitely. <laughs> Bellum 2.0. I, yeah, I did notice he does kind of look like Bellum in the water in the final uh, fights there in Phantom Hourglass, but the, I also think that he looks like um, the, uh, the Cyclops from uh, Skyward Sword, and of course because I'm in the moment, I can't remember its name, but um, who from Skyward Sword? <laughs> the, the, the Cyclops sea monster that looks like Mike Wazowski and Sylvia's love child. Oh, oh yes. from the sand ship. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on it. Tentalus. Tentalus, thank go. you. Thank you. I haven't known that for a whole week because <laughs> we talked about him last week too. <laughs> Um, I think it kind of reminds me of that, except he's got this, like, purple looking wig like a grandma. I don't know. But he, that fight is okay to me. It was it was okay. The, the atmosphere is cool. I can I can agree with that. Um, the dungeon overall is is pretty fun, pretty interesting. I really like that you can go underwater to under, like, the ocean train tracks. Me, personally, I'm, like, in real life, I'm afraid of big bodies water because I don't know what the heck is in there and it scares the heck out of me. But... Going underwater on a train is, like, so out there, but so cool. So I love that. Um, and and it was, like, a cool kind of callback to Phantom Hourglass, too, with, the like, the Octoroks floating around and you having to, um, you know, fight them in the mm-hmm. – um, they, they're just kind of cute in the background kind of floating by. I just thought that was cute because it reminded me of when you're using the claw in uh, Phantom Hourglass. Anyways, moving on. The puzzles in the water <laughs> in the Ocean Temple – are um, also very fun, pretty clever. You use the whip in this dungeon, which is clearly the OP item of the whole game. Um, and I like that you got these giant, like, fish statues with their gaping mouths on the walls, and you have to, like, move swords in between them or take the swords out or whatever. Um, I just thought it was so cool looking and, like, different. It was kind of just oddball, but fit spirit tracks very well. 
You also had those weird dudes with the whips mm-hmm. that made the funny noises that you had ooh, to make ooh. in there too. <laughs> <laughs> they are so goofy. But like overall, I, I feel like I like the puzzles in the Snow Temple better. So I feel like I put that one above it. But I definitely think the Ocean Temple is better than the Forest Temple for sure. What are your thoughts, Catherine? Yeah, I agree with that ranking. Um, I love the whip. <clears throat> I feel like Indiana Jones, when I get to use them against the wooden pegs and just swing yeah. across, uh, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Um, but some of those puzzles, like with the little helicopter thing, they take forever because you can't let go of the stylus. True. And you just have to sit there and hold it. And it doesn't doesn't quite feel as satisfying as whipping across those wooden pegs. So those are kind of slow. Um, you mentioned the the puzzles with like the, the swords where you have to throw them into their mouths mm-hmm. or whatever. I think that's a good foreshadowing of the final battle where you have to take the thorns and throw them at uh, Phytops yeah. to reveal the eye. Um, although I, I feel like um, a lot of the rooms in this dungeon feel redundant. Like there's two rooms. I, I, can't, I can't tell you the difference between the two of them because they look exactly the same because one of them tells you yep. what order to put the swords in and then the other room is the actual room where you have to put, place the swords in that order. So I don't I don't particularly yeah. care for that. Um, I think um, I think Phytops is fun. Um, like I like Judy mentioned, I said he was Bellum two He's got the same color scheme going on, um, and if you're quick, you can grab one of his thorns with the whip before he goes into a new phase, and then you could just throw the thorn at him and. Uh, if you've got bombs, it's even quicker. So hashtag thank- thanks, oh, Beetle, yeah. if you show up in the right spot for me. Um, because he can be a really big <laughs> troll and not show up in the on your way to the Ocean Temple and you have to go mm-hmm. in there without the bombs. So um, if, it, if you've got bombs, it's good. Uh, if you don't, it's fine. Um, it just takes a little bit longer. Uh, overall, I like the Snow Temple better. Mm-hmm. And I like... Um, but I like Ocean Temple better than Forest. Makes sense. Can you agree with that, Judy? Uh, well, I suppose I'll have to. I personally prefer the Ocean Temple, but um, I do think you've all got valid points, so I will allow it. <laughs> I have a, I have a fun. <laughs> She'll allow it. <laughs> it is allowed by Judy. Uh, I have a, a fun memory of Judy from the 2019 marathon when she was playing this with Ashton. And the, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's that trick you can do before you enter the Ocean Temple where you can trick that really fast um, train that follows you mm-hmm. into taking, like you can p- park the train in the middle of the fork and the, the bullet train mm-hmm. will pass you. And then once you change your direction, he's on the wrong path and Judy could not (laughs) she could not get it and we were sitting there watching her try it like two or three times and she was like no it was a lot of fun that's great that was devastating at the time absolutely devastating I was so prepared to show off my skills and it just did not happen (laughs) where do you do you at least start back underwater when you get caught yeah yeah, but but you okay, have to thank God, you have to drive all the way over to that trick though, so it's time consuming. Yeah, yeah. I was worried that you had to start like at the opening of the. Well, I guess it's not that much farther, but even still, like that skip. The reason you do that is because otherwise you have to go around the whole entire loop to the to the ocean temple. So at least you get to skip that, and even if you fail it a couple times, it's probably equivalent of going over that whole loop. Mm-hmm. So. I feel fun. also the music underwater is really pretty. Yes, yes it is. is good. Very good. Okay. Our next temple is the fire temple. I'm going to, I think I'm going to save because I know, I think the sand temple is Catherine's favorite. So she can go first on that one. I'll start with the fire temple. <laughs> um. Okay. The fire temple, it's okay. Like, it's honestly not very memorable in my opinion. And I could say the same thing about the Fire Temple in Phantom Hourglass. Like, it has some fun puzzles. Um, You get the bow, though, which, again, is just kind of like a meh. You get that item in literally every Zelda game, so it's not the most interesting. And the puzzles are usually, like, switch puzzles. You have to hit an eye or you have to hit a switch or you have to hit, like, you have the fun arrows that you can twist that you had in Phantom Hourglass. Um, 
you you would shoot an arrow into that and it shoots it off into a different direction and that's fine um i think like overall i thought the puzzles were kind of meh the item was kind of meh but the redeeming quality of the fire dungeon um especially like also the fact that it takes so long to get into the fire the fire temple is also kind of like exit for me where you you have to go get like this eternal ice and save the gorons and then you have to go on this like cart ride around the temple to get these flying elephants have the key and it's it's just a long way to get there by the time i'm in there i'm like these puzzles aren't great enough to make up for that but the redeeming quality is definitely kragma kragma is frustrating speedrunning but such a cool and unique boss otherwise like you have to you have to you know um get yourself onto the minecart and ride around on this minecart and hit the like lava they expose lava pits on kragma with your bow um I think the way that they maneuvered that with the camera on both the bottom and the upper uh, screens of the DS was just so innovative and cool. I really appreciate like the uniqueness and the the creativity that went into that boss fight. Um, so that's like definitely a, a highlight. So you have to go through all that stuff before the temple. You have to go through the temple, but then you get to the super cool boss fight. So I kind of feel like that makes up for it in a way. I don't know how I feel about ranking it just yet. I think I want to hear what you guys have to say, and then I'll I'll figure out where I feel it's it's well placed. So, what do you think, Judy? I think that this is a really decent dungeon, actually, and I like the whole you know lifting the little concrete plates and carrying them around so that like you stand on them and get to different places and utilize them to actually access the puzzles that he was going to you know shoot. Um, and I know that's a pretty standard thing, you know, shooting puzzles in a Zelda dungeon, but it's a type of puzzle I appreciate. I like those classic, you know, types of dungeons that you're going to get. So for me, mm-hmm. I personally would definitely rank it higher than the Snow Temple. Oh, wow. That would put it in first place, though. That's fine <laughs> by me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Catherine, what are your thoughts? I have some soul crushing news for you, Judy. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, I hate the build up to this dungeon. Um, like, when I'm just playing this casually, I get to the point where this is where I get tired. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. Like, I don't want to do what I'm supposed to have to do next. Like, the whole going and getting the ice and and making your loop around and then having to get the keys from those monsters and blowing your horn and they can go in any random direction that they want to go in. And I just, just, just let me go to the dungeon. Just let me get there, please. Um, but when you do get there, we have our first music change in temples, which is kind of fun. Oh yeah, that's yep. right. Um, even though the music isn't like anything fantastic, but it was something I noticed. It's like, Oh, we've got a music change. Maybe something, maybe something <laughs> dramatic is going to happen in this dungeon that hasn't happened in other dungeons. Um, but it's very okay for me. Um, I like the cart rides. I think the cart rides are fun. Um, it just sucks if you miss your switch that you're supposed to make and then you just have to sit there until, until it dumps you out. So it's like, oh, okay, I missed it. And you just sit there. Okay, okay, okay. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. You just have to wait for it to dump you. Um, I like the bow. I think the bow is a lot of fun. Um, I like the eye switch room where you're on the cart ride and you have to hit the eye switches in the correct order but again if you miss it sucks because you have to go all the way around and it takes forever um <laughs> that also ties in too with the with um kragma if you miss mm-hmm. oh god it takes forever to get around um and if you run out of arrows you have to wait till he like crushes the rocks and knocks you off yep, yep. so that can be frustrating um I do really love, though, the the puzzles with the lava platforms that you have to pick up and then the orbs that you have to hit to have them go in the correct order. Like, there's one room where you you have to uh, swing across with the whip uh, and then dodge some spikes, and then there's a switch you have to hit that drops one of the orbs that shoots the arrows. Uh, and you have to take that orb up the lava platform and then you have to pick up the lava platform itself to access the eyeballs that you have to hit with the with the bow and arrow on the central pillar. Um, that's my favorite puzzle in that whole entire dungeon. So I thought that was really clever. It's like a huge square that you have to go into, but you really utilize a lot of your items 
um, to get the key for that room. And I like that, that puzzle a lot. Um, but the, um, the, the fact that all of the buildups to get in there, to, into that dungeon, really, I can't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> can't, Fair. Can't and, it. you know, like, normally, you know, Andy and I set rules for definitive ranking, especially with dungeons. We try not to talk about the stuff that happens beforehand, but it's really hard not to when it's something so, like, such a slog, you know? kind of how I feel about some of the Twilight Princess stuff or some of the um, Skyward Sword stuff, you know, sometimes, like, you know, I do like extra portions of games, and I do like having more game, but sometimes when you're, like, you're on a roll and you're ready to go do the de- next dungeon, you're ready to go do the next dungeon. Mm-hmm. You don't, there's, doing all this extra is not very fun. Um, Catherine, where would you put it on our ranking so uh, far? Real quick, I did like the the last puzzle with the boss key. For the fire temple, where you're in the mine mm-hmm. cart and you have to hit the appropriate switches, and the carts go separate ways, and that also reminded me of Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. Um, <laughs> but again, if you miss the switch, you take forever to get back. So that's kind of and, it's like yep. a pro and a con there, and the con is like, oh, let me get through this dungeon. Um, <laughs> I have it ranked. Um, well, we haven't gotten to the others, but I would rank. I would rank it second, I think. So, um, above Ocean Temple? Mm-hmm, but Snow Temple still won. Okay, so I I actually would rank it below Ocean Temple, but since Judy has it so high on her list, I think we can all meet in the middle and put it between Snow Temple and Ocean Temple. How do we feel about that? I accept. Yeah, I like the whip. Okay. I like the whip better than the bow, but yeah, that's fine. I'm good. I'm not going to lose sleep. Let me stick it in there. We have two more dungeons to talk about, but let's go ahead and go over what we have ranked so far. So at number four, we have the Forest Temple. It's a good introductory temple. It's fine. Ocean Temple um, is in third place. Second place is Fire Temple. And first place is Snow Temple, which makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. So as I said before, I'm pretty sure the Sand Temple is Catherine's mm-hmm. favorite. So I'm going to have her start up on the Sand Temple. This is my aesthetic for, for Zelda-based dungeons. I love the, the quasi-historical, archaeological type of dungeons. So Sand Temple, Spirit Temple, uh, Stone Tower Temple, all of these that have that sort of vibe. M- Mudo's Temple from Phantom Hourglass, they... They usually get the top spot for me in in any Zelda game, so I love that it has that particular adventure slash journey um, going for it. The sand puzzles are a lot of fun. The sand wand is a, is really satisfying to use. There's different ways you can use it. You can stick things in place. You can raise platforms. You can push blocks, and you use it a lot in this dungeon for exploration purposes. So if you just shoot through this dungeon, it's fairly straightforward. But if you take the time to explore, you just feel like a crypt raider and you get to use the sand mm-hmm. rod to unlock different chests and puzzles and stamps. and um, It just was really satisfying. Um, the Skeldritch is my favorite boss battle in this game, including the final boss with um, Maladus. I love Skeldritch. He's a lot of fun. Um, it can be challenging. Especially if you don't like plan the the rocks ahead of time, uh, and mm-hmm. he'll he'll shoot rocks and break them up, and he'll shoot his laser at you. Uh, he it, it feels um, it feels like a, a boss that fits like having this long dead skeleton in this in this entire dungeon that's based off of of sand, and you're breaking into this this aged temple. But I felt like the laser was really weird. <laughs> like uh, that is yeah. true. Yeah, I was like oh, okay, he's got a laser. Okay, sure, that makes sense. That checks out. Uh, but um, it was really fun having to you know plant the rocks and then use your other items along with the sand rod to hit the switches because how he positions his body is where the weak point is in his armor. Um, so having to use the, the boomerang or the bow and arrow to shoot the, those switches to knock him down was a lot of fun. 
Uh, and then if you use the sand rod at the end to trap his head, you can really quick shot kill him with the bow with successive arrow shots rather than just using your sword. So that was a lot of fun. Um, overall, I keep saying Indiana Jones. This one definitely, you feel like a crypt explorer using the sand wand was very satisfying with some of those puzzles throughout the dungeon. And Skeldrift is awesome. Awesome. Okay, Kath, or Judy, what do you think? I think, you know, if you look outside of the fact that this dungeon feels extra, and um, we discussed this last week, it feels like extra and it's unnecessary to how far you've progressed in the story by this point. If I set that aside, the aesthetic of the dungeon's really cool. I love the sand wand. I have a lot of fun using it and progressing throughout the dungeon with it and, you know, collecting the keys from the sand when they're buried and um, create new paths for myself to get to different levels. But um, Geldreach really bothered me and it's probably just my lack of confidence because that guy gives me a hard time. <laughs> like he gives me a really unnaturally hard time. And I feel myself getting quite frustrated and shaky when I battle him. And it's maybe probably, <laughs> maybe probably my ill preparedness. And it's like you say, Catherine, you know, preparing your rocks ahead of time. Um, and I'm just trying to like rush through it, hoping for the best, because the sooner it's over, the sooner I'm happier. Um, so it is a good dungeon. It's definitely not my favorite, though. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I kind of agree what you said, Judy, about um, uh, Catherine, we were talking about last week where it kind of feels like you get to a certain point in the game and it feels like it should be the end. It's after you fight Burn and uh, you are basically at the top of the tower, but then all of a sudden they're like, well, you got to go do an extra dungeon and you got to do more tower. So it kind of felt like the point in Skyward Sword where you had to do the hero, the song of the hero, where it kind of just feels like extra and you're like ready to finish the game. So I can understand that feeling. I also do not like Rail. He's the only locomotive whose name I remember because I hate him so much. Um, him and his stupid, you need to be absolutely perfect playing this song, even though I did it fine at least three times. I don't even know anymore. Um, anyways, that's not even part of the dungeon, but it kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth about that dungeon. However, like the, the, um, the parts after Rail where you have to do kind of like these trials to get to the dungeon are a bit fun. Um, I knew how to do like the kind of cave puzzle, so that part wasn't hard, but I can imagine it being kind of like frustrating but in a fun way trying to figure that out you have to fight the cave monster again um and then you also have to like fight all these like cannons on this pyramid that is the t the temple which is like very unforgiving oh, yeah. but also very satisfying when it really you really sucks them. though like, if you get a game you over them. though yeah it does but like when you can get around that thing in one go and kill them all that's it's pretty satisfying so i like that bit and then you get inside the dungeon uh, itself. Like you said, it's very straightforward if you don't really explore. I really like the concept of the sand rod, especially to move things around. Um, there were times where I got frustrated because the sand wasn't listening to me <laughs> and I was trying to move the blocks in certain ways, but it was mostly just me because I. it's hard to have depth perception on the DS games. So <laughs> I feel like I was pointing at one spot, but really it was a different spot and I that frustrated me but like in a like I was having fun with it like mm -hmm. just being goofy like laughing at it you mm -hmm. know so it wasn't like horrendous but it made it kind of fun to solve those puzzles um I also like that things were buried in the sand mm -hmm. and you could like like the keys and you could lift them up with the sand rod so the sand rod I wish it had more like I wish it had more um spotlight in spirit tracks because you kind of you get it and it's a good spotlight for that temple and it has a couple um, highlight moments in Temple Spirits, which we'll talk about. But aside from that, you kind of you get it really late in the game, and it's such a fun item that I wish you got it sooner, and you could do more exploring with it. Um, this boss, this is another thing where I'm like, this game was meant for children, <laughs> but I <laughs> there's so many things about it that I feel like children would not have the patience for, like the flute and Skeldritch. Like I can't imagine a child like enjoying this boss fight because you, there's so much you have to think about in such a limited amount of time because if you try and you set your block up there's a chance that he'll blow it up and you have to start all over 
Um, if you're trying to set up multiple blocks, you have to be careful about which way you're moving because, again, he could blow it up and you'd have to start all over. Um, or if you're not even planning ahead at all, you're just trying to hit him and he, again, he could blow your, he just blows all your rocks up. It's really frustrating. <laughs> and then, um, laser of death. You also get to a certain, yeah, the laser of death, but also the red boulders. Mm -hmm. You get to a certain point where he sh like spitfires these impossible to stop red boulders and it's just like, oh God, it, it's crushing. He's unlocked that, the speed This round. fight is so hard. <laughs> This fight is so hard, but it's, like, awesome, too. It's so creative. It's really, the atmosphere is cool. Um, I The idea of him is really cool. He's a lot like Stalord in a way, with his, like, big skull head, and you have to hit it. Um, I remembered his name this time. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just hard. I think it's probably a little bit unnecessarily difficult, and I can imagine it being really frustrated for the key audience, uh, you know, that this game is for. So, I don't know. It's hard to say because I both really, really like it, but I can see the frustration with it. As far as where I would place it, um, I, I personally like it more than the Fire Temple, but not more than, well, yeah, I probably would put it in second place for our list. What do you guys think? Hmm. Well, I know I'm going to lose here. I would put it below the Ocean Temple. <laughs> I would. The Ocean Temple is just so much stronger. Catherine's like, nope. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine wants it at first. I can go for... I want it at first. I can go for second, uh -huh. but I can't put it below the Ocean Temple. I like, I like the whip of the Ocean Temple. I but everything else about the aesthetic, I'm not on board with. I I may be biased here too because I have this preconceived aesthetic that I stick to, and I really like it. And um, <laughs> the Sand Temple is that check mark for me, and I'm like, ah, oh, anything that's not this aesthetic can not be better. Um. <laughs> well, we're going to have to kind of even it out. Judy wants it in fourth place. I want it in second. And Catherine wants it in first. So, Does that mean that we need it in second or third? I think it, I definitely like it better than the Fire Temple, personally. Yes. Well. Poor Judy. I might number it again. This is just the episode that Judy gets beat <laughs> wait, 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 Judy, 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 what's it called in Europe? The sand temple. It's called the desert temple. What was the fire temple called? Did we get that the one? The mountain temple. Mm -hmm. Which is less like meh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're putting it in second place, aren't second we? Second place. Catherine's happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not number one, but it's acceptable. We're on the last temple here for Spirit Tracks, and we're making pretty good time. We might have to do, like, a super speed round with the Phantom Hourglass, or maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so this is the obvious one, the obvious temple um, dungeon of the game. It's just it has so many parts to it that it makes it kind of odd, in my opinion, to rank. Uh, that's Tower of Spirits, of course. Um, just like Phantom Hourglass, where you keep coming back to the Temple of the Ocean King, you do the same for Tower of Spirits. I personally really like Tower Spirits compared to Temple of the Ocean mm -hmm. King. Um, I know how to do Temple of the Ocean King efficiently, but that doesn't mean it's very fun. Um, the atmosphere um, with the time limit makes it like very like my shoulders are up to my ears and I'm like, oh, I just have to make sure I get this puzzle right or I'm going <laughs> to die and I have to start all over. And that sucks. But the Tower of Spirits, it's so... It's so puzzle heavy that they let you take your time with it. You feel like a genius mm -hmm. on a lot of the puzzles. Um, there is a point, again, where I think it's just extra. The Tower 6 is absolutely uh, just awful, in my oh. opinion. Even though it has some of the best puzzles. Like, it has such cool puzzles. But at that point, I'm just, like, so over it that I don't want to be spending three hours solving mm -hmm. puzzles. Um, I really, really like... Um, that each each time you go and you're adding, you know, your next few floors back to the tower, because you're putting it back together throughout the whole game, that there's a different kind of phantom that you have to use to solve the puzzles. So you got the roller, you got the, the, the guy that can walk through lava and light things, uh, you got the regular, you got the warp guy. 
Um, I really like that they use these different kind of phantoms to help you solve these puzzles. I would say the warp guy is probably my favorite because there's a lot of interesting ways that you can get him to warp around um, and use him even without Zelda's help inside the phantom. So you can like just use this guy, the poor dude. He's just doing his job. <laughs> And you're just using him to your advantage. <laughs> He's been guarding that temple forever, so I really not doing like... nothing, so we're going to force him to do something. <laughs> I really like the warp ones, I think, but the wrecker ones, they're also very satisfying, just going around wrecking things. And um, it's just that each floor is so clever, and also you don't have to repeat them if you don't want to. You can go back for items if you want to, but you don't have to, unlike Temple of the Ocean King. I... I don't know if I would rank this very high, but it just it because it's so hard that it's so split up. But I think it has a lot of really redeeming qualities for it versus, you know, in Phantom Hourglasses, it's repetitive dungeon. Um, what do you think, Catherine? This is number one for me. I love Tower of the Spirits. Oh. Um, I rank it higher than than Sand Temple. Um, and there's a few reasons there's... why, and you've you mentioned them mostly. Uh the banger puzzles, so good. Um and they really amp up in difficulty the higher you go. And I really like when you get there, each trek up the circular steps, you've got the music that changes depending on what level you're on. And you've got mm-hmm. the locomos in this game who are akin to like the stages, right? And to yep. me, when you're, when you're traveling up and the music is gradually getting louder and louder and you've got the choir that's coming in to sing it, feels angelic almost like mm-hmm. the, it's almost like the tower of babel where the higher you go the closer to heaven you're getting um oh so i, I like yeah. that aspect of it how you know you've got the locomos who you're trying to help out here and the higher you go the closer you feel to the locomos um and then you've got the the phantom sword at, for the last part which is the most difficult i would say Tower 5 and Tower 6 have some of the best puzzle sequences in the entire Zelda franchise. And that's saying a lot for a DS Zelda game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. They're great. I love them. Uh, And like you said, you feel like a genius when when you're (laughs) able to solve some of these puzzles. Um, the, The way that you can utilize Zelda's phantom abilities to warp in and out of the different phantoms for tower five and tower six is so clever you've got your torch phantom the warp phantom the wrecker phantom and when you're solving all of those it it just feels really satisfying uh particularly tower six if uh it is probably too long tower six um it's a little convoluted i know that in the japanese version there are fewer levels than in the American version and the European version. Um, but uh, I actually, I kind of have a, a neat story, or not really a neat, but you guys have probably heard this before, but when Spirit Tracks came out, I was uh, I was a freshman in college, and uh, we had a biology final that weekend that it came out. And I chose not to study so that I could... <laughs> play through spirit tracks instead <laughs> and uh, I, I mean I, I ended up passing so it's a happy ending but um I remember tower five and tower six being like I'm I'm never gonna finish this game I'm not gonna get to study for this final because these puzzles are so demanding uh mm-hmm. and I stayed up all night um with those particular puzzles and when I finally got them solved I was like oh my god feel like a genius i'm so smart but you know uh it was like 5 a.m so my brain was fried at that point so i'm you know make of that what you will genius or not um but i i love i love the puzzles um the the sand related puzzles you get to use the sand one again where you can Mm -hmm. uh put yourself on a higher platform and you jump on Zelda's shield if if she's got like a regular phantom and you get to walk on top of her head for certain puzzles. You've got the the puzzles where you've got like the circular square and triangles that you have to warp her to and you've got to utilize the little the little eyeballs, little um yep. whatever those guys are called to 
to warp her on on regular land and, and transport yourself over there. I love those puzzles. Um, the warp blocks. Um, I, I altogether the puzzles in this are amazing. I know I've said puzzle twenty five million times, but <laughs> you've got Fair you've enough. got the little yeah. mini boss battles that are sprinkled throughout, and you've got the burn battle. That was okay. You could get to use Zelda as a decoy, which is clever. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just love the fact that the whole gist of this game is you and Zelda working in tandem, and Tower 5 and Tower mm-hmm. 6 utilizes that perfectly. I love it. Yep, I love I, Tower I, Spirits. I agree with that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I did not expect such love for the Tower Spirits. Judy, do you also have such love for Tower of Spirit? Mine is a strange one because I find Tower of Spirits to be really stressful. But that doesn't mean that it's not an excellent dungeon. Um, I love all the different types of phantoms that you can use. And like you guys say, the Warper phantoms are class. I mean, the things that you can do. And it makes it really fun to traverse through the temple using those effects. Um, Wrecker Phantom is my favourite. I just want to like roll around and crush things and wreck everything. I'm going to um, wreck it. Yeah, so I really enjoy that. But working with Zelda, I find to be a tad frustrating. Because she, <laughs> she is a frustrating companion. And she's so sweet and she's super duper. But like she is really, really annoying. Like, hurry up. And like I we we discussed this last week where I did not know that you could just whip her to make her hurry up. This was something I only discovered at the marathon this year. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Because if I had known that, my experience with the Tower of Spirits would have been very different. Um mm-hmm. so I would say that a lot of, you know, working with Zelda really affected my thoughts on the Tower. And then there's the dark parts, you know, where you have to go and get like the flame and everything so that you can see where you're going before things are lit up. Oh yeah, the dark portions. Yeah, we're working in those dark portions just absolutely stresses me out. I can I can go against a time trial just fine, you know, like what we see in the Temple of the Ocean King. But when I am in those dark parts and I'm trying to run away, stress levels are high. They're like through the roof. Um <laughs> <laughs> so like I am I'm definitely weighing up the stress that I feel in this temple versus how fantastic the puzzles are and how amazing it is to use different types of phantoms working with Zelda and her frustrations and everything that she causes me so <laughs> if I have to objectively set my own troubles aside I can see how fantastic this temple really is so it's up there yeah I I, I like that I like that you both brought up good things. Like, yes, the teamwork with Zelda is, like, amazing. Also, the relationship you build with her because of that teamwork is fantastic. But there are points where I'm just like, Zelda, you are not listening to anything I'm telling you to do whatsoever. And it is very frustrating. So I can understand that too, Judy, on a, on a level. There are parts where I tell her to go a certain way and she doesn't. <laughs> or she'll fall in the sand and I'm like I did not tell you to go to the sand yeah. I told you to follow me over here yeah, I'm really bad <laughs> when I held my 3DS or DS whenever I played it the first time I hold the stylus in my left hand because I'm left handed and I'm holding the DS in my right hand and I don't realize that my right thumb is like barely touching the touch screen and I'll, mm. she'll go off and do something random that I haven't even done and it's because my thumb has touched the screen and I'm not aware <laughs> of it. I'm like, what the heck, Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can understand like while it's such a cool concept, there are some frustrating moments and tones to it and I also am not a big fan of the dark portions. Um, but I can agree with Catherine too where like, yeah, I don't like Tower 6 but the puzzles are just so good and I just feel so smart when I finally figure them out. I remember when I was practicing and Catherine was on the line with me and she's just hanging out. And I was like, I'm going to, this is my first time doing it. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm not going to look up any guides. How did that go, Catherine? It went. <laughs> it went a direction and it was not a good one. <laughs> it, it did not go well. <laughs> I finally, it was like, she's like, so where are you at? I'm like, I'm still at Tower 6, damn it. So I finally just like looked up 
She was already finished with Twilight, a whole playthrough of Twilight Princess. So I was like, I'm just going to look up a guide. So now that I even, even though I practiced it a couple times and I know how to do Tower 6, it's still really hard and you still have to remember so much. So like it's so, it's really intricate and it's really like the puzzles are so clever, but it might be just a little too much for me. I definitely wouldn't rank this number one, but I, I'd be happy like... I'd, I'd be happy in the middle, like a middle ground, because there are parts of it that I really like more than the other dungeons, but then there's other parts where I'm just like, I'd, I'd rather do the other dungeon. But when you think of Spirit Tracks so, as a whole, what is the first <laughs> dungeon of Spirit Tracks that comes to mind? The snow Really? Tank. Come on! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The Tower Spirit. Judy, where would you place it? It's definitely higher up. As, as stressed as it makes me, it's a temple that is higher up on my ranking. And I really, I struggled because I do have love for the other temples that are in this game. And they're shorter and um, they've got their own specific theme. Not that the Tower of Spirits doesn't have its own specific theme, but these other temples have themes that we're familiar with. And, you know, they feel like home. So you're going to an ocean temple and it's all blue and watery. And you've got your fire temple and you're used to all those sorts of aesthetics um but the tower of spirits i feel really does deserve its place and i think it's higher up and i don't know maybe it could be number one yeah it could judy oh dang gina maybe it could be yeah because you're look okay so each temple has its own theme right and the theme of spirit tracks is you've got to you've got to knit the kingdom together and each time you complete the Tower of Spirits, you complete more train tracks by connecting the world together. And by the end, it's you, you've done it together. And you've got a pathway to the Dark Realm to hit the final blow with Maladus and create a safer kingdom for everybody. All right. Well, I can't argue with you guys. I'm I'm okay where with with us putting it in first place. I personally just don't. I, I mean, I wouldn't. But like, I get it. I understand. I can respect that decision. So let me stick it yeah, there. Baby. Oh, heck. There we go. Okay, so here is, we've just ranked six uh, dungeons. Let's uh, go over them. In number six, we got Forest Temple. That makes sense. I mean, it's fine. It's good introduction, but it's not the greatest in the world. Number five, which actually kind of surprises me, is the Ocean Temple. Like, I really like the whip and some of the puzzles, but um, I, I guess I can understand Uh its placement i personally would flip fire and ocean but fire is in uh, fourth place um kragmas is pretty cool fight though sand temple is in third place which i'm so surprised that (laughs) that you would put tower spirits over sand temple but that's okay Mm -hmm. Catherine. we will work with it i gotta think of the whole picture Uh, that makes sense um second place i'm pretty happy about this second place i because i thought it actually wouldn't be as high as it was going to be this whole time is the snow temple it's my favorite um, it's an awesome, it's got great puzzles, but what definitely has better puzzles and makes you feel like way more accomplished when you get it all said and done is the Tower of Spirits, which is our number one spot. So that is our ranking of the Spirit Tracks dungeons. We definitely don't have enough time to do Phantom Hourglass dungeons, so that'll be have to be another episode for another day, which is totally fine by me. Yep. yep. Um, but I don't know. I feel pretty good. What do you guys think? Yeah, I yeah, think that's a solid ranking. Yeah, the only, um, I rank them myself independently to see where things would line up with our collective ranking. Yeah, and, where's um, yours at, Catherine? Really, the only thing that's different is swapping the sand temple with the snow temple. That's the only thing that's different. So okay. my number one is Tower of the Spirits. My number two is the sand temple. Number three, snow temple. Four, fire, five, ocean, six, forest. Okay. Judy, did you have a personal ranking as yeah, well? Yeah, so I've got... Spirits in number one, Fire Temple in number two, Ocean Temple in number three, Sand Temple four, Snow Temple five, and Forest Temple six. Okay, so our like middles are all a little bit mixed up mm-hmm. compared to each other, but overall, I think this is a good like the Zelda cast definitive ranking of these dungeons. So that's awesome. That's it. Way to go, guys. <laughs> So that is it for all of us. Now, let me take a minute to talk about next week's episode. Andy will be back. 
and we wanted to do something kind of chill and easy so that he can unwind from his vacation and kind of get back into the podcasting game. So later, um, as of this recording, it's Sunday. Later today or tomorrow, we're going to have see, um, a post go out in Discord and on Twitter asking for questions about Tears of the Kingdom. And we're going to do a Q&A for Tears of the Kingdom for next week's episode, which I think is fun. Um, we're all really excited that we finally got news about it. I'm sure everybody has been seeing so many theories. So whatever you're, you're curious about or what you think our thoughts are or share your own thoughts, We'll throw them onto those posts, so just be on the lookout for that for next week, and be on the lookout for Andy. I'll be glad to have him back so that he could take back the hosting reins. But in the um, you know, in the interim of him being gone, I'm really glad that you guys uh, joined me and helped me out with this because it's definitely nerve wracking being a host of a podcast. You're super <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so that's all for us. We're gonna get out of here. Let me try not butchering the outro this time. <laughs> we want you guys to go check us out on everywhere you get your podcast, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Share us with the Zelda fan in your life. And um, also check us out over on Twitter. I am at Allison Aletha. Uh, Judy is at A Hylian Princess. Catherine, what's your Twitter? At Endicott K. At Endicott K. And of course, all together, we are at the Zelda cast. And yeah, we will see you guys next time for some Tears of the Kingdom Q&A. Bye, guys. Bye.